guys, welcome to the How Cliche podcast with your host, me, Miss Easy. Yes, that's my real name. And no, my middle name is not Is, so don't even start. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, it's about, well, me, my journey, and my observations. I provide tips and advice that I have found beneficial in hopes that it resonates with you, or at the very least, you can find helpful. I want it to be as interactive as possible, so I invite you to leave comments, questions, and overall feedback in my email, MissEasy at HowCliché.podcast.com, or visit our Instagram page, HowCliché.podcast, and I will address them on the show. So with that being said, let's get into it. Forward now. Welcome to episode five of the How Cliche podcast. Can you imagine, guys, we're on episode five? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Why look at me, both episode five? <laughs> um, guys, I appreciate you coming back week after week to listen in. I especially appreciate the feedback. Um, I'm taking those to heart, and I will definitely implement some of the suggestions that you have, you guys have, um, in the upcoming episodes. So much, much appreciated, and um them coming because I'm always looking to grow and learn and and um, anything I can do to better improve myself I will gladly take so I know you guys are wanting I got a few people that commented and asking oh my god sis so what's the update have you found anything did you hear anything um and yes guys crazy enough I got a, I got a um I got a update today they found a car <laughs> they found it no no, I don't know where it was found. However, um, it's at a wrecker yard and the windows are busted and um, the hood is popped and the engine cover is off and stuff like that. And guess what else they did, guys? They tinted the car. I'm like, oh, so you guys were on a mission mission. Okay, what well, what, what did we do? I mean, did we did we do some takers type stuff and like, you know, rob a bank or like what what happened? Guys, I, I'm cause I'm like, wow, you really went through a lot. And another update is there's nothing to be retrieved, okay? They cleared that car out. Glove compartment, the little console in the middle, that everything is gone. Okay, so there's nothing for me to retrieve. Um, but they did leave behind, get this, they did leave behind rubbing alcohol, which I'm guessing they must have used to like wipe down the car to make sure there's nothing, no prints or anything. And a condom wrapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they, they had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, is it weird that I don't want the car back? I don't know. It just feels like such a violation. I can't imagine sitting in the seat that like somebody else was driving in who's not supposed to be there i don't know guys it's just it's ugh, yeah it's all very sad um but it gets crazier it gets crazier guess what why did homie leave a whole wallet behind <laughs> a whole wallet guys i'm talking about cards you know driver's license with address and last names and date of birth i mean like the whole thing and i'm thinking to myself hmm so you mean to tell me you guys went through all this trouble only to turn around and hand your identity to them on a silver platter? Really? <laughs> I don't know. But then again, I'm thinking, well, if they're that detailed, then maybe this is a planted wallet. You know, it's really not there. It's just trying to throw you off the case. I don't know. Okay, the most I know is power. 
Okay, I don't know. And and what was the other show name? The one with Cookie and Lucius? That show. I don't know nothing about this this real like gangster life. I don't know nothing about it. So I don't know what the outcome is gonna be. Um, obviously it's in the police hands and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy, 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 crazy. Like I said, last week it was disappointing, but this week I've just I've moved on and I'm moving forward. I have to believe and have faith that my the better days are in front of me and not behind. So Speaking of days in front of us, today's episode is entitled Social Butterfly. And I said it that way on purpose. Yes, Social Butterfly. (laughs) So guys, as you know, I was born in New York, but when I was born, I was sent to Jamaica to live with my, um, my dad and my grandmother. My dad eventually came up and I came up with him, but then I went back down again to live down there with my grandmother and that's when I went to school. But when I was up here, I was in daycare and honey, your girl was intelligent. You hear me? You don't know your letters like how I knew my letters. Okay. I knew my ABCs like nobody else. Okay? <laughs> I was that girl. I was intelligent. I was social. I was the um, teacher's pet. I mean, your girl was, was, was an A, an A student <laughs> at that time. Well, I left um, New York, bright, bright. Okay. I was so intelligent and I got to Jamaica dunce dunce <laughs> because they was down there writing paragraphs with these letters. I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what, what is that? Is that... Okay. And then sec- guys, they don't even write in script. They write in cursive. So them letters didn't even look like what they were supposed to look like. I was so confused. <laughs> My bubble was so popped so popped I was like what huh so your girl pivoted and decided to chat instead okay so my first support card had on there that Sheree's grades needs improvement and she also is a social butterfly she talks constantly during their lessons let me tell you how I got in some serious trouble guys my grandmother was a teacher at a teacher's college okay so she's a teacher's teacher and her granddaughter was not excelling in school. I mean, she was held in such high regard, she might as well have been on par with the principal. My grandmother is the epitome of class and sophistication and eloquence. And here it is, her granddaughter walking around chatting and getting bad grades. Oh my gosh. You might as well have stabbed her. <laughs> so clearly I had to shape up and shape up really quickly. And I did. Right? I told you guys I had to be a doctor, so you know, I had to get it together. But I still could not shake the social butterfly aspect. I took that right back to the States with me. And I used to complain to my dad whenever friendships would go sour. And he would just get mad and cuss me more. So, you know, I went to bed feeling even worse. <laughs> my mom was like, oh, friends are distractions. Which doctor you know have only my friends? So, like, no one was concerned with me and my friendly behind. And it's funny because... The term friendly in the dictionary has no negative connotation. Yet, when said in society, it's like, oh, is she friendly? Mm-mm, I don't like friendly people. Mm-mm, I don't trust that. Or in Jamaica, oh, no, boy, she's enough. She's enough. Mm-mm, not that. No trust friend. <laughs> and you're like, okay. So I did my best to tap down that aspect of myself. I was still obviously very friendly because if you saw the friends that I keep, the true enjoyment that I had when I was around my friend and you would know that I was definitely still a social but I tried not to focus on it or you know draw too much attention to it and it's funny because 
even later on in these later years, my friends now are very much like, girl, how much friends you got? Every time I meet, I got to meet someone new. What happened to no new friends? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. She's nice. I mean, just, just meet her. <laughs> and so even they are over me, you know, and, um, but I realize that I just can't help it. I can't help it. But what I've also started to recognize is I don't even know why I was fighting it. That mentality of I could do by by myself, I don't need nobody, blah, blah, blah. That is so stupid. I'm sorry. It's We are literally built as a social being. If you believe in God, you know that Eve was created literally for Adam's companionship. He had animals. He had all of the animals at his access, right? But God was like, nope, mm-mm. <laughs> these animals ain't going to cut it. And some of you guys really do bond so much with your animals. You really have whole, you know, lives around them and, and talk to them. And I guess they talk back. But that's really not ideal, you know? If your animals are talking back to you, you might find yourself on the opposite side of a padded wall, you know? But... I'm saying that to say that we were literally born social. And if, let's say, you don't believe in God and you believe in trees and science and things like that, well, even science somehow found a way to create male and female or two opposites that needed to attract in order to procreate. So some way or another, no matter how you classify it, you need some kind of social interaction. And if you were to take that a little step further, right, and look at the things that we have created as humans. Say, for instance, the thing that we can't live without the most majority of us is our cell phones. Our cell phones were created by multiple people. Not just one person created it, an iPhone. Somebody did the screen. Somebody masterminded the sound. Somebody, you know, perfected the camera. The other person perfected the inside processing portion of it. Everybody has their piece to play. And together, there is something great that can be formed from it. If you watch the movie and watch how Steve Jobs literally formed Apple, it's by capitalizing on his friends and their strengths. He put all those stuff together and boom, here comes Macintosh. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, why on earth am I trying so hard not to be friendly? Now, I understand that... Friends can lead you astray. Friends can get you in trouble. Friends can betray you. There's no denying that. So I'm not saying go and be friendly without discernment. Go and be friendly, you know, ridiculously. Hey, want to be my friend? Well, no, don't do that because that's weird. (laughs) That's really, really weird. No, but be more prudent in how it is that you choose them. Because let me tell you, I went through a really hard time in the past two years. And I did the solo thing. I sat there in depression and got sadder and sadder and sadder. And it wasn't until a friend found out that I was going through a hard time and they rallied around me. You know that saying where, oh, you know, you know who your friends are when you're going through something. Well, honey, if that is the benchmark with which to judge my friends, (laughs) I have the cream of the crop, honey. You hear me? Because every one of them in in their unique character rallied around me and helped in some way, shape or form. And I am so grateful to that. 
And this mindset that somehow you are weak because you need your friends or because you have friends and because you have such a big circle, something is wrong with you and you're probably fake. Like that's, that's so ridiculous. If that's the case, (laughs) why do we network? All these influencers who are making a ton of money, you need people. Matter of fact, the more followers and people you have around you or who support you, who like you, is the more money you make. Now, I'm not saying you based your worth on that, right? Because some of those same people will try to tear you down. But your response to that is block and delete, right? I'm saying it's important to have a circle of sorts. A lot of today's success is rooted in that. And honestly, in the future, you will be surprised at how at some point you may need someone. Mommy and I were driving yesterday and I saw two um, homeless people and they were holding hands. And I thought to myself, wow, look at that. I'm sure holding hands doesn't help them get food. It doesn't provide them shelter for the night. But for some reason, holding hands provide that comfort. And that maybe is enough to just take them down the road a little further. We are social human beings and there is no way around that. So some people might say, boy, Sherry, well, lucky for you, you have, um, you're lucky. I don't have that kind of luck when it comes to friends. What are you doing? And while my methods, I don't think are foolproof because I have been hurt, I can say that I don't pay attention to what people have or don't have. I don't pay attention to where they came from. I don't pay attention to how similar to me they are or even what they say right? Because everybody's so different. I really focus on people's hearts, what I see them do, how they act, where their mind is when when they talk about others, how much compassion they have for people. That's, for me, telltale on whether or not you can be a good friend. And I feel like it has worked. I mean, clearly. (laughs) Got 13 good girlfriends. Worked a little too well. Now I'm sitting here thinking, dang, if I ever got married one day, what am I going to do? The chances of finding a friendly man enough that he has 13 um, groomsmen, like that's so slim. What am I going to do? Well, all right. I'm probably going to have to elope. So if you hear I got married in Anguilla, then you know. (laughs) But no, guys, I'm just saying you... Life is such that most likely at some point you will need someone, someone to brace on, someone to lean on, someone to just hold out their hand at some point and use all of their strength to help you up. And if it's hard for you to go about life finding someone that way, then just be that friend to someone else and you'll be surprised how people turn around and reciprocate. So guys, this episode was not as heavy, I think, as last. It was probably a lot more... um, airy and um, for some people not quite substantial but I did want it to be um, a lot lot lighter and um, still important I think but um, just not as um, doom and gloom (laughs) so with that being said guys I'm a social butterfly and I encourage you to be social even if you're not going to be as social as i am be social until the next episode bye